Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. I want you to notice with me the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, verse 6, which has been our theme scripture for what, throughout the year. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Let's go over to the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse eight, which will be one we will spend a little time in this morning. Joshua, chapter one, verse eight which reads as follows. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Based on what I think was or is for the year as well as um, what the Lord led me to today. I want to talk to you for a few minutes on this topic, a lifestyle of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly, a lifestyle of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly. We notice in the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you should meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. But then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I believe that many of us can testify to the fact that we've been blessed this year of 2021. But what God has revealed to us throughout the year and is written as well as his revealed word. God has blessed us both spiritually as well as naturally. The Lord has blessed us with messages uh, that you can find in your podcast under the OCC tab is like, for example, trust the Lord wholeheartedly and he will give you the wisdom for your life. The dangers of leaning to our own understanding. Another message would have been, believe, excuse me, was, I believe the resurrection despite the fact I did not see it. Free from the flesh. A trusted minister. I can't give up because I see the goodness of the Lord and maximizing the moment to sow as well as others. We have heard testimonies about God's favor, seen promotions, new career path, raises after raises, healings as well as supernatural healings as well. And most of all, God's word continued to cause us to grow and be more established in him. And I thank God even for the testimonies that have not been told that I know God is working on your behalf, even as I speak to you right now. I know you ain't told it all yet. I know you have not told it all yet, but I thank God that God is working on your behalf. In fact, I want you to look around. Don't touch nobody. Just look at me and say, I know God working on your behalf. Just point out. I know God working on your behalf. I know God working on your behalf. And that's what you got to understand. God's not just limited to certain people in the sanctuary. That God is working on everybody in this sanctuary. 
He's doing it. He's doing it because that's who he is. He's not a respecter of persons. The same God that blesses your neighbor is the same God that's blessing you. The word of God mixed with faith has caused us to be strengthened as well as mature. We are tremendously blessed to be supported and covered by the leadership of a man of God who I believe hears from God. Week in and week out, our Bishop of the Refuge Connection of Churches delivers a powerful message that causes us to mature and stirs our faith to want better and to receive better. His message have been consistent before, during, and I believe it be consistent after. And one of the things behind his message is this, is that we think, that we talk, and we conduct our lives like Jesus Again, that we think, that we talk, and that we act according to God's written and revealed word. See, being a part of the refuge connection of churches under the under our leader, in my estimation, has made a tremendous impact for the good in our journey with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in our church individually as well as corporately. Now, regardless of trials, tribulations, trouble, and so forth, God's word has been consistent that we strive to think, that we strive to talk, and to conduct our lives like Jesus and trust the Lord in the process. And see, the word of God promises or guarantees success and prosperity when we commit to consistently meditating on the book of the law or the word of God. In fact, when you read and you look at Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, it tells us and it shares with us how we must commit to meditating or thinking, thinking and reflecting and focusing in on God's word day and night to operate in this realm of success and prosperity. Again, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Well, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. See, one indication is that we should think about the word day and night, which in my opinion is we don't take time off from thinking about God's word. We think about it day and night, 24 hours a day. We think about God's word. We don't take time off because it's day. And then at night we start thinking about something else and vice versa. We don't think about the word at night and then we take the day off. We think about God's word day and night. And when we do that, we can see in this text that if we meditate day and night, we will be observing. Notice what he says in Joshua 1 and 8. That, excuse me. Then you'll be observant. You will keep, you will guard, you will give heed, you will protect. So in turn, you can do all that is written in the Holy Writ. What, am I, what are you saying there, Pastor Dobbs? See, to me, it's much easier to do the word when you're thinking about the word. It's much easier, in my opinion, to do the word when you're thinking about the word. We should be working on maturing to the point that it becomes automatic to us, that we respond by doing the word no matter what the situation we face in life. It's so much easier in our spirit when we find ourselves 
and when you find yourself going contrary to just repent and work on correcting our actions. Don't be surprised if you get off track one day. And don't leave God because you go get off track one day. Just repent and get back into where you need to be at. And don't be like, I, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. You ain't the only one. I would tell you look around the room, but I don't want them to embarrass themselves. But people mess up. But thank God that we repent. Man, we can repent. We shut these shows, shut the door down. Because I'm telling you, we can't repent. We are in bad shape. We should come to a level of maturity that we do not feel right not to pray. We we don't, if we don't pray, we don't feel right. Let me say this to you. If you don't brush your teeth, it it shouldn't feel right. Okay, let me just say this. We don't feel right not to give God his tithes and offerings. It don't feel right not to take a bath. Okay, let me try something else then. See, I want you to understand something. Just like we do these other things automatically, it should be in God. We do the way what God does automatically. I mean, you know, if you're not there, don't don't be surprised. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Just work on it. Just work on it. Just like uh, if I don't eat all day without fasting and I'm not declaring a fast, something wrong. Something wrong. And it should be like this if we don't witness It'd be something should be wrong. If we don't love our neighbor as ourselves, something's wrong with that picture. Are y'all seeing that? In other words, when we don't do what God tells us to do or instructs us to do, it should be something that clicks in us that says, hey, something's wrong with this. Because it should be so such a part of us that we, because why? We're meditating on God's word day and night. Why? To observe it in order to do it. So if I, I'm studying scriptures, that should be automatic to me. Just like sometimes for some of us, it, when we're, it's automatic that we turn on the TV when we come in the house. Got two people I call. The rest of y'all, y'all must have got away from it. But see, it should be automatic that we meditate on God's word day and night. You, you got to get to that level. You work on it. You don't get there overnight. You know, now I'm at a point, I hate to admit it, if I don't go work out, my body don't feel right. Y'all follow me? Now, it should be a point that if I don't work out with God in prayer, in devotion time, it shouldn't feel right. If I miss church, it shouldn't feel right that I miss church because of a lame excuse. Are y'all following me here? So in turn, we meditate on his word day and night to observe as well as to do. Now, in fact, Joshua speak to us to a and causes us to reach for a higher level of maturity and responsibility. He gives us specific instructions that are personal, direct, and will result in a personal uh, outcomes for each and every one of us. It, it lets me know that these type of instructions, no one else can do this for me except me. Nobody else can do this for me except me. I've got to do this. We just have to take ownership and, and do what we have been instructed to do. You can't do it for me. I can't do it for you. We got to do it for each other. I can encourage you, but you got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for yourself. I, I must ask, I must make the choice, I should say, that as when I hear, I should obey and follow the instructions. Notice Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. 
This book of the law shall not depart or be removed from your mouth. But notice what my instructions are. I should meditate. I should speak. I should uh, focus on. I should think. I should utter. I should imagine. I should reflect on this word day and night. You know, one of the things I think about when I look at this, and I know I've talked about it earlier, but I want to mention to you again, even to the point that I, when I'm not thinking about his word, I said, Lord, I'm thinking about some stuff that's causing me to get upset, angry, jealousy, and so forth. I need to repent of that and say, God, help me to think like I need to think. Y'all see that? I mean, that's just real to me. That's real. Because folks can try your nerves a little bit. But you need God to help you with that process. God, I'm thinking about cutting their ties. Well, God, whew, that, it was, it was, I saw the vision. It was plain too, God. I, whew, I cut them, sliced them, diced them, and it was done with. I'm, you know, you, you say, Lord, I can't do that, God. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I got to rethink this situation. Lord, I find myself almost getting angry with this person. I got to refocus and think about what you said in the, in the text. I got to I got to change the way I'm thinking, the way I'm talking and the way I am acting. But when I do what God has instructed me to do, then you will make you will advance or you will progress your way. And then you're going to become prosperous. You're going to become better in every area of your life. You want to show or experience better. And then you will have good or beneficial success. You can have insight, wisely understanding, a favorable or desirable outcome. All when you meditate on God's word day and night. You see that God is changing the way that we think. So in turn, we can be prosperous and have good success. And that, and one thing I wrote down, I'm going to share it with you now, is this. Everybody that's a believer can do this. It's not selected. See, in the world system, the world, only certain people get certain things. But in God's way of doing things, this is available to all. Whoever wants this can have this. I love that because God loves me to the point he has made this available to each and every one of us. That I can do this. I can make my way prosperous and I can have good success. Because God has a way, a journey, a course, a direction for each person in this sanctuary. He's got one for each and every one of us. Now, it's up to us to take heed to what God is telling us to do. Because every believer can do this as opposed to the world where the world's going to say, hey, only certain people can do this. You got the haves and the have-nots. But in God's kingdom, this is available to everybody. Woo! Everybody just lift one hand and say, thank you, God, for making it available to me. And that's it. Because why? He's not a respecter of persons. As we make a daily commitment to speak, utter, and reflect on God's word day and night, we can expect to advance, make progress, and our understanding being enlightened. As you meditate on this, God will help you in every area of your life. You'll get supernatural insight that will come to you how to solve problems, 
deal with certain people and situations, how to handle your job or your business, God will give you that. Because why? You meditate on his word. You know God knows every subject matter. He's an expert in every subject matter, and he can help you in your job, in your business, wherever it is, he can give you insight. He can teach you how to deal with people that you you think, hey, can't nobody deal with that person. God can. God can deal with every individual that you work with. Every last one of them, he knows their secrets better than they do. Good God Almighty. And so he can help you with your particular situation or your circumstance. He can do that. He gives you supernatural insight when you meditate on his word day and night. Well, how in the world can God, I'm meditating on God. How can God tell me about my uh, job or my business? Because that's who God is. Because you're acknowledging him in all your ways and he's directing your path, he's going to give you insight. Insight into what you need to do. We'll say, I can't do it. Just give God time. He'll, he'll download it into you. Ooh, now, I know some of y'all been watching The Matrix, so, and how they download, you know, they want to fly a helicopter, you just download it into them. Oh, please. God can teach you some stuff, y'all. And it's going to be beneficial to your life. And this ain't no science fiction movie, neither. This is real what God can do in your life. You could be a student in school, and you're having trouble with a certain subject, but God, by you spending time with God, God can download it to you. He can teach you what you need to know. Well, you be, listen, English may not be your favorite subject, but you can make it A's in English. Why? Because God can help you with that. You think God been writing before people start thought about writing. So you know God know how to write. He can write every language too. He knows every language. You name a language God don't know. I'd be surprised because God know Mandarin, he know French, he knows Spanish, he know English, he know them all. God is a very wise God. And he knows everything, but he, you meditate on him with him day and night. He'll help you. God will begin to show us way, what to say, what not to say, how to say it, and, uh, and in what matter to say it in. He'll show us where to sow and where to reap our harvest. And, and I've been guilty of, and I need to do better in taking heed to the text, like many of us in this sanctuary, for the promise of a desired outcome of success and prosperity in this text we have to obey the instructions and trust God with the results. And, and one thing you got to be careful about, don't let the world define your success. Don't let the world define your success. Because if they tell you what their level of success is, I promise you they're going to change it before it's over. As soon as you get about close they're going to change it, so in turn, you have to depend on them for your success. Throw the world's way out and stick with God. Because God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Whatever God says is successful, it's going to be successful. Amen. He's not going to change it because of whatever's going on in the world. He, he, what he says is, in his word, is going to be successful. We're going we gonna, to listen. We sticking with God's plan and putting the world's way out the door. See, that's why it's important to meditate on God's written and revealed word that has to become our lifestyle. Has to be our lifestyle. Has to be our lifestyle. The way we live, the way we think, the way we talk, 
the way we behave, our mode of living, our moral standards, our attitudes, our habits, our particular way of living. And even if we don't have it down, pat, we still can work on it. That's why it's a lifestyle. See, meditate on God's word day and night is a lifestyle. Because God always going to be showing you something about yourself that you need to get in order. And don't sweat it because he's showing everybody something. Well, well, person A, they must ain't got nothing to work on. Look to your right real quick. You think they ain't got nothing to work on? Oh, look to your left. Then. You think they ain't got nothing to work on? Please. <laughs> everybody got something they're working on. So don't feel bad because you got something to work on. Just continue to work on it and allow God, God's grace to help you through the process. Ooh, how many thank God for his grace? See, that's meditating on his word day and night. And one thing I think about this when I'm looking at this, it, the, when I meditate, I'm not there to look at everybody else's faults. I'm there to look at what's going on in my life. And what God is showing me, I got to work on that. I got enough to work on my own stuff. To begin upset and afraid of somebody else. Now, we know that God continues to reveal to us weekly, whether through Sunday morning messages or weekly Bible studies, that he desires for us to rejoice in him, praise him, sow and reap on a daily basis, continue to trust him wholeheartedly. But it's up to us to take his word and ponder it, reflect on it, speak it to ourselves, our situation, as well as speak it to others. It needs to become our lifestyle in this process. And a process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Of course, we know we're at this end, we make our way prosperous and have good success. As we grow in maturing God, we're learning daily to embrace or welcome or to accept or to support his process in our lives. And if it's not God's process, we don't want it. We don't want it if it's not God's process. We want God's process for our life. If God doesn't approve of it, then we want to let it go. All right? If God doesn't approve of it, we don't want to let it go. Because there's some things in the world that the world approves of, God does not approve of. Y'all seen the difference there? You got to know. What does God approve? That's, see, God will give you this in his word. He'll show you what's approved by God and what's not approved by God. Because there's some things that the world would tell you to do that he doesn't approve of that you got to let go. Like, for example, he'll say the world would tell you to hold on, hold on, don't let go. Well, God would tell you to give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give it to your bosom. When you do it God's way, you get godly results. And this is what God is showing us. Through his word. Understand at times the process, sometimes the process will be easy, clear, and make sense to us. And at times, and at sometimes the process will be challenging, painful, and make no sense to us. Nevertheless, as we keep meditating on God's word day and night, he promises to make our way prosperous and give us good success. And the more that Joshua 1 and 8 manifests in our lives, I believe that we will have signs that the word is at work in us. In fact, when we make it a lifestyle, it's, the change becomes so natural to us. It becomes a part of who we are. For example, being in God's house on Sunday morning is a lifestyle for many of us. 
If I'm not here, it doesn't feel natural. Spending time with my life is a wife is a lifestyle. If we're not spending time together, it does not feel natural. Bringing God his tithes and his offerings, a generous offerings, a good offering, is a lifestyle for me. If I don't do it, I don't feel natural and actually feel scary because I know what the rest of that scripture says. Another aspect is that we talk in line with scripture. Remember how we think, then how we talk. We have scriptures like Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Let's go there. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. I know you know it, but let's just look at it together. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So one emphasis of the text is that the tongue has power. My language or my speech has power or strength or force. We should not underestimate the strength or force of our tongue or our language or our speech in our life. Never underestimate it. Why? Because death and life are in the power of it. See, our tongue has the power of death in it, to end the life, to end something, excuse me, the act of passing away, destruction of something. And if you live long enough, your tongue ain't got you in trouble before. My tongue has got me, I've missed opportunities because of my tongue. I messed up uh, uh, relationships because of my tongue. I have woo, killed stuff because of my tongue. Missed job opportunities because of my tongue. So death can be in the tongue. Therefore, life can be in the tongue as well. I can speak encouragement with my tongue. I can build somebody up with my tongue. I can say, I love you with my tongue. And I can say it in a way that you think, I, in fact, you should know I mean it. And you know, I'm say, I can say it in a way that you're like, he don't mean he love me. Because the way I, what? Say it. I can say it away. I love you. You know I love you. Come on, you know I love you. I do this, that, and that. You know I what you want me to do? I love you. Say it with Phil. I love you. No, it's about what? Tongue. But I can also, I can either speak death or I can speak what? Life. Now, in my opinion, it's imperative that we speak that which brings life, which is the word of God. Even when Jesus came to the earth, he came that we could have life, real and genuine life, an active and vigorous life, a devoted life to God, a blessed life of putting trust in Jesus, Jesus, the fullness of prosperity in every area of our life. And Jesus came that we could have it more abundantly, over and above, superior, extraordinary, more than is necessary, more excellent, more remarkable, the super added life that we find in John 10.10. Go to John 10.10. Let me show you something about this that I thought was interesting as I was looking at it. Remember what scripture we're talking about. But I want you to look at the first part of this. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
Death. Death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. The thief come not but to steal, to kill, and to what? Destroy. Death, the first part. But thank God for Jesus, who came with the second part. What's the second part? I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God came to give us life. Woo! Thank you, God, for life. But I noticed that my life must line up with the word of God. I got to learn how to meditate and meditate as well as speak what he says in his, in his word. Woo! As we take heed to the written and revealed word of God through study of scripture, hearing and applying the word of God, confessing the word of God over our life, we will continue to develop a lifestyle of talking more like Jesus, which in turn will bring life. It'll bring life in relationships. It'll bring life in business opportunities. It'll bring, bring life in our finances. It'll bring life in the health of our body. It will bring life in every area of our life. Because why? We're thinking about the word of God, which brings what? Life. But you can go to the other part too now. The thief does not come except to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy death. The, the parallels are very interesting to me. I said, well, Lord, I got to speak more of your life because you came to bring me life, but you can't choose death because the enemy, the enemy also came too, and he came to bring death. Now, another aspect is, remember we talked about how we think and how we talk. The, the next aspect I want to talk about is how we live. That's a Christian, that's a trait that every believer has to monitor is how they live or conduct their life. And we find this over in Matthew chapter four and verse four. Matthew chapter four and verse four. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live. His matter of acting. His moral character, how one acts, he's not lifeless, he's not dead. How does one conduct their life? That he should live it according to the word of God. Every man should live his life based on the word of God. Now, we acknowledge that bread or natural nutrients are important, but we should not live or make decisions by bread or natural nutrients or natural means. Most importantly, we should conduct our lives based on the word of God. We make decisions, go into relationships, manage our finances, how we think, how we treat our neighbor, and so forth. We should base all of this on the word of God. How you feel about your neighbor doesn't matter. We need to go what God says about your neighbor. Our lifestyle and how we conduct our lives should be based on the word of God. How we think, talk, and conduct our lives are traced that every Christian must make a part of their lifestyle to be like Jesus. How we think, how we talk, and how we conduct our lives should be based on the word of God. It should be based on that. I know you got opinions, and I know your opinion is wonderful. But is it based upon the word of God? Everybody see that? Because that's how we live our life now. 
That's how we live it. That's how we live it. I wish I could live it differently, but I can't now. I made a commitment, and I know you have to, to be like Jesus. Thank God you did, too, because your life going to be a whole lot better. You're going to make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. And one thing about it, God has the power for that to happen in your life. You, you could try it on your own, and you might get a few victories along the way, but it ain't going to be nothing like what God can give you. It's going to be nothing like what God can give you. Take your time with it. Let God work it out for you. He's going to do it for you. Now, I want to close 2021 and embrace 2022 with some lifestyle changes, not just a New Year's resolution. <laughs> As we work on maturing in these areas, it should take us to another step in trusting the Lord wholeheartedly. Now, a New Year's resolution is, is a tradition to promise to change a particular behavior at the start of a new year. There are many uh, New Year resolutions that people adhere to, such as losing weight, exercising more, saving more money, investing in our relationships, disconnecting from our cell phone, improving our diet, and such like. These are they're all good in one sense. However, a lifestyle change does goes beyond a resolution. I found out that we need to plan to make a lifestyle change. We've got to plan it. Our plan has to be simple, and one thing I wrote down, it has to be consistent. It got to be consistent. Got to be consistent. And I always say this, it got to be something that you can you can work on and make way make your way past January. Past January 15th. I'll give y'all some of past January 15th. Our plan to meditate on God's word could be like any other follower. Notice this. I want, I want us to have a lifestyle of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly. How we think, how we talk, and how we conduct our lives. One way you can do this, I'm going to read my sermon notes when I get up in the morning before I start my day. Another one is I'm going to leave my sermon notes in a place that I know I, I'm able to read them daily. I'm going to take heed to scriptures and ponder on them daily. I'm going to listen to our YouTube or podcast while I get dressed. I'm going to share a scripture with a friend or a colleague that I'm reflecting on. And before you know it, these actions will produce such a part of us that we, it becomes natural to us. We don't feel right if we don't do these certain things. Because why? It is natural to us. Before we know it, this is part of us. They're just a part of us. I don't feel right not doing certain things. And you shouldn't feel right. If I miss time with God, I don't feel right. I mean, you know, I I love y'all and everything, but I got to spend time with him personally. And what God shares with me, I may not share with you, but... He shares some things with me. And every time I read the scripture, God's always, he encouraged me one moment, then one moment, like, hey, you know, you do work on this for him. And sometimes I don't even see it right there. I say, what you mean, God? I, all this is, and then by the time he break it down to me, I go, okay, God, you're right. You know, he right. We came trying to argue with God, talking about he wrong. And we, <laughs> we are right the way we are. God knows us. He knows us the way we are. But it's for our benefit, though. Because these changes in your devotion time will help you in your everyday life. Help you when you're working. Help you when you're in your relationships. Help you with your children. Help you with your finances. It'll help you in every area of your life. 
Most important, we'll find ourselves progressing and advancing in other areas of our lives, such as favor with the supervi- our supervisor or a potential client, creative ways to solve a problem, strategies to save money and invest, promotions chasing us and seeking our skill set or business opportunities. Let me tell you something. There's all types of things God has available to his people. And never underestimate that you're limited by based on what your past is. Because God has a bright future ahead of you. God can open up doors no man can shut. You're like, how in the world? Let me give you a quick clue as to what God is doing in your life. Think about where you were at the beginning of this year and where you are right now. You know God's been working on you. I mean, you have made some tremendous changes in your life just this year. Just this year. I'm not talking about, you go back five years, you're a totally different person. But now look at you right now in this year. I'm talking about, we're getting ready to end 2021, and you God has been doing some great things in your life. I mean, you are a better Christian because of what God is doing in your life. I know you take your heed to what I'm saying, but listen, it got nothing to do with me because God is your Lord. He's your savior. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He protects you. He prospers you and he helps you in every area of your life. Thank God for his divine protection, his delivering power, as well as prospering us. He's doing it for you. God will give us strategies to save money and invest. Promotions chasing us and seeking our skill set or business opportunity. Meditate on God's word will cause conversations to change in our marriage, with our children, with our friends, our co-workers, our business clients, and so forth. We will begin to speak life into situations. See, fresh ideas begin to flow in us as well as through us. We'll be able to solve problems and work through situations with a different perspective and mindset. That's what God's doing in your life. He's doing, in fact, He's doing that right now. In fact, I believe God has something great for you in 2022. No, don't trade going in 2022. I know some people are. Some people dreaded 2020, 2021, 2019, 20, whatever. They dread all, everything. They just, they're just full of doom and gloom. But that's not us. We do not dread what God is doing in our lives. We don't dread God. We don't dread God's word. We don't dread God's promises. We do not dread, even when we go through challenging times in our life, we don't dread that any longer. Because we know all things are working together for our what? Good. Because we love who? God. And it's called according to his what? Promises. So we love God. We love God. We know good things work. Listen, you don't believe me? Important somebody tell them, God, it's working for your good. 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 God's doing that for you. Why me? Because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Pastor, I messed up last week. He loves you. I didn't get, I didn't get God nothing for Christmas. He still loves you. He still loves you. He loves you. Pastor, I didn't get nothing for Christmas. He still loves you. Besides, God gets you something every day. Can you name one day he didn't get you something? One day he didn't get you nothing? One day? One day? Every day he got you food, roof over your head. One day, every day he got you something to eat, unless you were fasting. 
Some are still, you know. <laughs> God gets you something every day. Every day. Every day. He loads us daily with what? Benefits. Now, with the more we're meditating and speaking the word, it builds our confidence and boldness to trust the Lord wholeheartedly. In fact, God's written and revealed word opens our understanding, gives us wisdom and insight. And a matter, we are no longer so dependent on our understanding and our mindset. We're not dependent upon our, we're not leaning to our own understanding. Because why? We're meditating on God's word day and night. You're putting your understanding to the side. And so you're changing. And one thing about God, God, God doesn't change you like, woo, you change. It's a process he goes through. It's a process. One day you wake up, you ain't cussing every other word. Wake up another day, you ain't cussing two days. Wake up another day, you ain't cussing three weeks. Wake up another day, you ain't, you ain't cussing a whole month. And now you don't longer have a desire to cuss folks out when you get upset. I mean, that's God working on you. Man couldn't have did that. Because you thought, you know, you cussing everybody out. Soon they did you, thought, thought they're going to do you wrong. I'm going to get you before you get me. But God changed you. People don't even recognize you hardly anymore. Some of y'all went to your family over, the, over this past uh, week or two. And, uh, and they looked at you like, they ain't the same person that came 10 years ago. That person that walked through the door is a different person than walked through that door 10 years ago. That's God working on you. That's good. And God get the glory for it. God gets the glory for it. Woo! Everybody say God get the glory for it. <laughs> Yes, he does. As we work on thinking, talking, conducting our lives like Jesus, we can see how our theme scripture comes back to us full circle. We begin Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Put confidence in him. Be bold about it. Be secure when you put trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not. Don't trust in and don't support your own understanding. In all your ways, this journey we're on, with direction of our life, our habits, our lifestyle, we're going to acknowledge him, him being Jesus. We're going to recognize him, we're going to distinguish him, and we're going to be instructed by him. And he shall direct, he's going to make smooth, he's going to make straight, he's going to lead, he's going to direct, he's going to approve our paths. As we meditate on God's word day and night and we do it just like he says here, then we're going to make our way prosperous and then we're going to have good what? Success. Are y'all seeing how this all goes together? And see, this don't stop because we're in 2021. This is our lifestyle now. Every day we go, well, what do you want to do? Let me see what God wants me to do. It's, it, it becomes a part of me. Well, listen. Should I invest in this? What does God want me to do? Listen, the doctor said this, but what does God say about this? Listen, my people say this, but what does God say about this? I'm not leaning to my own understanding. Because why? I don't want to mess up my prosperity. I don't want to mess up me being successful. I don't want to mess it up by leaning to my own understanding. That's what my lifestyle is. I'm going to meditate on this word day and what? 
In other words, I'm not taking time off. I'm not taking time off. Now, I, if I do, I'm repenting. I'm, I'm saying, God, you know what? I took time off. I can tell by the results. This is not, this is not advancing. This is not good success. I'm going to repent. I'm going to get back where I need to be at. Oh, God, I, I took time off again because I told him off. I mean, I didn't tell him off in that small fashion neither. I told him off big time this time. I told him off loud too so everybody could hear. And another thing, I was all that in that stuff right there. You know what God do? He said, hey, get it right. Get it right. Because why? I took time off. We don't need to take time off in this right here now. Because why? We're going to make our way prosperous, and then we're going to have good success when we do it like God tells us to do it. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. And so why do I keep talking about repenting? Because sometimes meditate on day and night. You gotta, it's got to be your lifestyle. And as you go through the process, I'll be honest with you, I took some time off. I took some time off during the process. I had to repent and get back in line and ask God to help me along the way. I mean, you got to do that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your job, wherever it is. You got to be careful about taking that time off. So y'all missed that, did I? Hmm. Yeah. See, I guess I, y'all pray for me. Because I know I'm the only one in the sanctuary who took time off. <laughs> I'm lying, God. <laughs> Woo! I'm lying, God. I told you I'm lying bad on that one. Okay, we've all taken time off at some point or another. But thank God for repentance that helps us to get it back in line. Why? We're going to make our way prosperous. And then we're going to have what? Good success. That's going to be our lifestyle. That's going to be our lifestyle. And we're approaching the close of the year and it continues, the Lord continues to guide us into his plan of faith, family, and for our finances. We meditate on his word day and night. See, a lifestyle of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly will help us to overcome, defeat, conquer, and so forth, the obstacles in life and to be a productive overcomer in every area of our Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.